Greetings only tans. Today's Friday, June 17th. My apologies for slacking a bit on the podcast uploads. We have a couple of podcasts from previous weeks with The Judge and The Nine Lives Lounge. Some of that material might be a little bit dated, but I plan on getting it up there anyway. This podcast, though, is from Sunday. This was with the rare moment, Cole and A.G., These two brothers put out a lot of entertaining content on YouTube, and they have a lot of fans of their own. So it was fun to talk about the latest on NBA Top Shot and just some of the market in general and uh, the NBA Finals, which, as we now know, were won last night by the Golden State Warriors, to my disappointment. But let's just jump right into it and listen to the conversation that I had with brothers Cole and AG of The Rare Moment. What is going on, everybody? It is Sunday, June 12th. The Celtics lost a tough one the other day, and I'm still not happy about that one. But let's not talk about it right this second. I'm sure we can talk about it later. With my guests today, AG and Cole of The Rare Moment, uh, I got to choose a random video because I haven't had, I've been slacking on the custom videos. So let's just go with an oldie, but of course, a favorite. All right. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing out there today? Thank you for having us. Happy Sunday. Appreciate you having us on the show, Tandy, of course. Of course. And you guys were with me on that very famous NFT All-Star game. We had a great time that night or or afternoon for some people. Um, Can't wait for the second one. Hope we can do it again. Yeah, that um, was fun. We had a good time. What a what a show of media mediocrity that we saw that yeah. that day, huh? The infamous <laughs> All Star Game. Uh, well, I, you know, I think it's one of those things though where it looks that way on screen, but I, I guarantee you that if you were there, you'd be huffing and puffing and oh uh, and- uh, yeah. I'm just I'm just giving everyone a hard time because I mean I'm I'm a five eight white guy and uh, if I was there I wouldn't have been doing much better so. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, of course it's easy to sit down in our in our leather chairs and talk shit, and that's of course, that's yeah. part of the fun, of course. Of course. Um, but but yeah, it was great. I, I look forward to next time when our camera angles are a little less shaky, and uh, we have more than half the court being live. <laughs> yeah, I mean, be- <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's the first game jitters. You get that one out of the way. The next time we come back around, you know, we'll we'll have the full on professional ensemble. I think so. It's still impressive so. to get all those people pulled together in one spot in such a, a short amount of time. So yeah, that was really cool to see. Yeah, people traveling that, around. I mean, you know, people got to make accommodations, and I mean, that was just awesome. I mean, we wish we could have been out there. We're out here on the West Coast of California, so very far trip to uh, to go for us uh, for a weekend like that. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can get out there at some point. Yeah, agreed. And that was without a doubt. I mean. You see how amazing it was that Pack Trip was able to pull that off. One, basically one guy, able to just pull that all off. It really was incredible. Um, I just want to shout so, out uh, Joey Donnelly down there. Appreciate that comment. Uh, 
always love uh, hearing from the fans. You guys are awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah. So tell me about the rare moment real quick. First of all, when did you guys start making content? When did you guys start getting into NBA Top Shot? And I, I imagine that was your start into NFTs as all of us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we started this channel back uh, last April 2021. I had gotten into Top Shot in January, late January. I believe I bought my first moment on January 21st. And then I got my brother here in about a month later at the peak of everything. <laughs> Couldn't have got him in at a worse time. <laughs> and so we've been in here ever since. But, you know, despite all the market corrections and everything tanking, you know, it's Top Shot has given us a lot to be thankful for. I mean, like my brother and I have grown a lot more closer in our relationship just having this channel. So I, I couldn't be more thankful for that. Yeah. Um, he, he actually mentioned Top Shot to me back in December um, when it was. No, kind it, of, it was January. It was January. Was it January? Because I, I mean, yeah. he because he, he mentioned to me before and I was like, oh, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. And then at one point. He was like, oh, man, you got like I only have like a handful of moments like you didn't even have that many moments. And his collection was <laughs> worth like eight, nine thousand dollars at the time. Yeah. And I had only had what, like 200 bucks, I think, invested. And yeah. My wow. top shot account value was like eight grand. And I was just being young and stupid like I still am and was just thinking, <laughs> oh, if it's eight grand after a month, this can go to 20 K yeah. in another month. Yeah. And so I didn't really sell. I just kept reinvesting and. That's where we're at today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I jumped into it. I definitely put uh, a few thousand dollars in the NBA top shot in the beginning, bought um, a lot of series one moments, a lot of the superstars, a lot of guys I like in the league, you know, warriors players and, you know, just kind of had some fun with it. And then the market started kind of correcting at a certain point. And I mean, that's when we kind of started making our show. We, we started getting passionate about it a little bit more, we started getting the, in the NFTs a little bit more. And I mean, the channel has grown tremendously. I, I can't be more thankful for the, the rare moment fam, as we call them. Um, you know, the continued support that we get from them, you know, every show we do. And I, we, we just did a live stream yesterday. Actually, we did a floor sweep. Um, and the reason why we did a floor sweep yesterday is, is to give back to the community. So every moment that we swept last night, uh, we give back to the community and uh, giving, gifting some moments out, out to the people that support us. So um, just want to thank uh, the Rare Moment fan out there for uh, anyone watching out there. That's awesome. And I think I saw that on your on your Twitter feed. It was um, Obi Toppin fandom moments. Is that what you were buying? Yeah. yeah. It wasn't anything special. It was yeah. more about the gesture more than anything. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to say you had to give away legendaries, <laughs> but I just I was curious how you landed on Obi Toppin fandom moments. Because we, we just had a, a quick Twitter poll for moments. We were looking for something that was cheap. So where we could buy with our budget, a bunch of moments to give out to our community. So that's how we stumbled upon Obi Toppin. Plus yeah. AG and Obi Toppin have a little bit of a, oh, a beef man. going on here on our channel. So, so I actually, I have Not personally, <laughs> I okay. have, a, I, I have a bet going with one of our, um, one of our uh, rare moment family members. And, I was just a OB top and hater when he came into the league, you know, just not really doing much. And I kept joking around. Oh, he's this, this guy's going to be out of the league in a few years. He's going to be, you know, picking up trash on the New York streets or he's going to be folding towels at the holiday. And in a few years, you know, this guy first round pick, you know, dud. And I guess one of our, one of our fans is a, uh, he's a Knicks fan. So we have a wager going that, 
if he's not out of the league in two years, then I owe him an Obi Toppin moment. And if he's out of the league in two years, he owes me um, what was like a series two series two moment of, of, of some sorts or something like that. So just I thought a fun, it was an Obi Toppin moment yeah, both ways. Just a fun little friendly wager is what it is. You know, any any Obi Toppin moment. Yeah, any Obi Toppin moment. But so, I mean, so I'm not could... I'm not going to give him a 60k dirt moment. <laughs> I'd give him some. I'd give him something decent at least. Yeah. You know, get him the fandom oh. moment for three dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Somewhere well, in the middle. Well, to throw the question back to you, um, you know, how'd you get into NBA Top Shot? I'm always curious to know how other people have gotten into NBA Top Shot. So I joined right around the same time you did, Ag. Yeah. Uh, my a friend, uh, an old friend of mine forwarded to me an art that article that bales article about the john morant purchase and um and i just looked at it uh, i used to collect NBA, uh, nba trading cards as a kid so yeah. you know I, I told myself i'm only getting this if i'm only getting into this if i can get a pack and luckily i did get a pack i got the sear the second cool cats pack with the tyler hero in it and i and that was it i got hooked and then i just started buying 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 and we all know how that turns out when you buy in, <laughs> in late in late February of 2021. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like you guys too, uh, luckily, I guess we have that in common. We sort of, it, it charged up a creative muscle, a creative, it gave creative inspiration. Like here I am sitting in, my, in here streaming. I never could have predicted that I would be doing something like this. And, you know, NBA Top Shot opened that up. And obviously it gives us a lot to... Um, applaud or criticize and right it's created this big community of people that love doing that as well yeah and so yeah that's my uh that that was my start yeah and you know but, it's just, it's just been really cool to see it come alive you know i've, I've kind of Cole and i've talked about it before we we were card collectors um growing up as well and you know you just kind of see some of these cards come to life a little bit some of these and that's kind of the way i i took it was Oh wow! Like instead of having a card in my hands, I can actually go on and watch a play. You know, watch a clip, and then now there's you know infinity objects that you can you know put one of these moments in your living room and or on a fireplace or whatever. And I mean, I, I honestly think that's freaking awesome. You know, well, and I think we everybody joining Top Shot originally when they first get on, they kind of have that thought, right? Like. Why would I want to collect these digital highlights that I can go find yeah. on YouTube? This yes. is this is dumb. I had that point in time too. I took a couple of days and I was like, why the hell is everybody collecting these things? Why are people buying and selling these things? But then I kind of actually sat down and thought about it more and went, okay, this this might actually be the future. Like this is pretty legit. These are very cool to watch. And then I got hooked. And I think all three of us and probably a lot of other people, when we got in early, if you got one good experience you're hooked. And that's why we're still here. And, you know, I, I do feel kind of bad for the people who have had those bad experiences because those are probably the people who are continuing to kind of bash Top Shot over and over again. So if you have that one good experience, you're, you're kind of a fan for life. I would agree. Um, but tell me more about the good experience because I think this is an interesting point because I can say for me personally, just opening the packs obviously was ex incredibly exciting. It took me back to being eight years old and sitting on my the floor of my bedroom. And but I think that was charged up to an ex exponential level when I then looked at the marketplace and saw what these things were worth. Right, right. Like, I think I that's think the good experience. You're buying a nine dollar pack back in the day, which is crazy to say. It's only a year ago, a little over a year yeah. ago at this point, and you're flipping it for four or 500 bucks potentially if you're pulling rookies in there. 
So that that's part of where the good experience comes from. Also, just, you know, being on the site early, being able to collect and see the progression that Top Shot has taken. Because when we all got on, there was so many less features than there are now, right? It is amazing. As much as people like to bash Top Shot, us included, we keep it real. But they have made tremendous strides as far as the site goes and the amount of utility that they have given to the community. So I I couldn't be more you know, thankful for what they have done and continue to show us as a community. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Go ahead, AG. Uh, I was just saying, I, you know, I can, I agree. Um, you know, one of the great experiences that I've had is being in NBA Top Shots Discord recently. Um, you know, they have the Golden State Warriors uh, thread on there. And uh, I recently won a little giveaway and I got to go to the little VIP Chase Center watch party uh, with about 200 other Warriors fans and got free food, free, free drink, free, open, you know, open bar. And it was just cool to sit amongst just people who have collected NFTs who are on NBA Top Shot. And I mean, I you know, wouldn't have had that experience if it wasn't for NBA Top Shot. Um, so, you know, having that having that utility, it's it, it's awesome. And like Cole said, as much as we love to bash these guys, I mean, this is a hard space. This is a tough space to be in. Uh, there's a lot of hard decisions to make. Um, it, it's easy when it's just guys like us sitting in the chair and being armchair quarterbacks. But when you're actually running a company, um, it, it, it's hard to run a company. And it's it, with, with the amount of people on Top Shot, you can't make everyone happy. You know, the decisions you, you make, you're going to piss someone off. So you got to tip your hat to these guys at some point. And I think that they're going to continue to make this platform a lot better. And, you know, going forward with all day, I think we've already seen that. I think Dappers learned some from their mistakes from NBA Top Shot. And I can already see, you know, NFL all day. I think there's a lot of us who are pretty bullish on that right now. So, you know, how are you feeling about NFL all day? I guess I should ask. Well, I actually am not super into all day. I bought like one pack and I sort of just keep an eye from a distance. Um, yeah. it, honestly, it feels like too much for me to be covering Top Shot and all day, although I know plenty of people do it. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I see that they've already instituted some crafting stuff before Top Shot. They did that kind of buyback thing that I thought was really interesting where if you bought a pack and you got three commons, you could right. get like maybe 90% of the value back or something like that in Dapper. Yeah. So yeah. I do like that there seem to be different teams on each of these and they can hopefully be learning best practices from each other. Um, I mean, the thing that I just always concerns me, whether it's all day UFC, cricket, La Liga, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, there's, it's like the NFT space as we expand the amount of supply and offers and it just gets larger and larger and larger Then everything just gets watered down. Um, until you have enough buyers. And obviously, as we see from the NFT and crypto space in general right now, we're not like a massive group of buyers. We're kind of a focused group of buyers. I do think there are quite a lot of people who are waiting on the sidelines and kind of waiting for some positive momentum. But we are definitely not at like the normie, the normie phase. Is that, is, that, is that your girl saying, pick me up already at the airport? No, no, it's not. It's a uh, little spam call here. Perfect. I love those. But here, here's the here's the important question, though, AG. What did you eat and what did you drink at that event? Uh, so they had a, a bunch of stuff. One of one of my favorite things actually was dumplings. Mm. Uh, big dumpling fan. So they had a bunch of dumplings out there. 
and they had a what else they had they had like tachos they had um, tachos are yeah. tacos and not taco nachos is that uh, what that is no no like uh, tater tot nachos tater tot nachos yeah hmm. never yeah. had that is that like a california thing i maybe i don't i don't know i've never had that yeah never no yeah i mean there's definitely like it's definitely kind of like a bar eat kind of thing i feel like you know just, just yeah. tachos, they, but... you were telling me they had like tacos too yeah they had, yeah they had yeah, like yeah they had tacos they had um what else do they have oh man i, I can't remember now but it was uh, all what, you can it, eat wasn't it it was all you can eat yeah it was like kind of like buffet style you kind of get in the line just kind of you know you had mac and cheese um they had a bunch of good, they had a bunch of little good stuff out there. Nothing like, you know, they weren't serving like steaks and shrimp or anything like that, but they did have shrimp dumplings, which were delicious. Um, mm. Open bar. It wasn't full liquor. Uh, otherwise it would just would have gotten wild out there and they would have been dragging people out, but uh, just, just beer and wine. So I was just drinking, keeping it cool. And, and Jesus Christ. Enough. Sorry <laughs> about that. Yeah. Just some spam calls today, man. Let me just turn this uh, on vibrate here. Um, yeah. So I, I just stuck to a bunch of beers. I probably had a good, you know, I got my money's worth. I had a good 10 beers out there. And, and wasn't, I it a, my... wasn't it a free event? It was a, it was a free event. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get your money's worth? Well, because, well, I, well, cause we had to travel down there. So it was, it was in okay. San, it was in San Francisco. Um, I'm probably, I'm about an hour out of San Francisco. Uh, so I took, I took my lady with me. We went out there. Her uncle's got a place out there. So we had a free place to stay that night. So we just kind of made a night out of it and, um, you know, basically just paid gas and went up yeah. there and just I mean, had you guys spend about 200 bucks on gas now. So, yeah. you know, the beer is basically <laughs> paid for it evened out. Yeah. You know, I, I, I actually want to go back to a point you said about watering down because that kind of hit home with me right there. And you said that Cole and I just had this conversation recently about a big problem that, you know, Dapper is, I think is having currently right now. And that's having an oversupply of any given moment for a current player, you know, sure. with these, with these rookies coming into the league, if this product say is around for the next 20 years, you know, how many moments is LaMelo going to have on this site by the time his career is done, you know, and, and what makes one moment at that point more valuable than the next, besides the status of common rare or legendary. You know, and I think there's got to be, I think that's a big answer that they, you know, that they need to have for, for us collectors out here, because I'm concerned. It's just a big concern of mine as someone that is a collector, you know, are we going to see a hundred, are we going to see these guys have 200 moments by the time their, their career's over? You know, right. I mean, they got to cap it at some point, right? Where each player only gets X amount of moments during the season or something like that you know you, you got an opinion on it yeah I, I definitely share your concern and actually on the twitter spaces ben nfts who has been on the show before he asked a question around that idea and the answer that jacob gave was around this idea of like importance of the moment and things like in that things like that but to me that means that people will be focusing on a very few moments and then everything else will just kind of be like shrapnel. And and that, that is concerning. Yeah. So, you know, Lamella will break the all time assists in a game record. And that moment will be the one that everyone wants their hands on. And then I guess this cool cats Lamella, which apparently is going up in value. Um, and then everything else will just kind of be, 
what what will be the big why would you like collect one of the other 150 lamellas 10 years from now right i'm i don't know that's a great question it, it i shudder a little bit when like the comparison to trading cards gets brought up and it, because it's like is that what we want to be is that what we want top shot to be and right sometimes i wonder if the answer is um is kind of lies in the in the the caves of hardcore <laughs> we're like somehow that'll be relevant one day i think right um, i think ryan's got a good point down here he says you know some moments have collectible value some have value through utility and challenges so you know i think that's a pretty good point you know i mean i think that's a good way that top shot can add value to some of those moments that get lost in the fold a little bit so but yeah, yeah i mean they just need to keep having a way to where these three dollar two dollar 60k dirt moments these 40k 35k moments that nobody really wants to collect we got to have a way to where these moments have utility so people can get that liquidity when they need to buy and sell it because if I we think... just have oh go ahead go ahead no go ahead cole finish your point no i i had no idea where i was going to finish that point. all right so you're you about to ahead. say and uh, cinnamon toast crunch is a wonderful cereal <laughs> and i agree it is a wonderful cereal and i think the point though is that right now with the crafting I feel like crafting and um, and Mike says here like moment ranks as well, but I think crafting is definitely a, a chance for this to be become something. And and Jacob alluded to that too, the idea of locking the moments. I think yeah. that's very much focused on like the best players though. So your Bruce Browns are in trouble, yeah, but right. but your your Lamelo Balls on the other hand, there's a chance that people may want to lock up massive amounts of LaMelo balls to get up high on that, on that ranking so that, you know, LeVar ball has McDonald's with them in person or whatever (laughs) the case, whatever the reward is going to be. I don't know, but um, it does seem like there's a lot of opportunities there for things that they can do for IRL or, uh, you know, who knows, like the, the possibilities are endless, especially when you see, the team captains and the nine lives lounge getting big amounts of money to basically do whatever they want. Right. Imagine if like every player that you collected all of a sudden had a budget and they're going to reward you if you collected that player. So there are definitely enough big fans of certain players that they're going to start doing exactly what we all did like dum dums and stack, <laughs> you know, 40 K's. Right. And then they'll be stacking those shrapnel lamellos. Cause like, Oh, I need more lamellos than, AG because I need to show that I'm a bigger LaMelo fan than he is. So I feel right. like though those are there's definitely some possibility there. Um but I think in general this is definitely a a sticky tangled web that has been woven and like working our way out of it is not very easy and we're seeing now also this issue with set collecting and that's gone totally into the toilet so like these are some tough questions that need answers. Yeah. And, and as far as crafting goes, Cole and I had this conversation yesterday, you know, I I know we're going to see them with some more commons, but what are we doing out here? I mean, to start the crafting with rare moments, like we're not, we don't need to be focused on burning rare moments here. Like I was just, I was a little scratching my head that that was the first crafting challenge that they came out with was the, the throwdowns. Like, don't we need to be focused on maybe reducing the supply of some of these 35Ks, these 40Ks, or, you know, even maybe even some of the 15Ks? You know, I mean, I, I, I don't yeah. know, I'm just a, little, just a little confused on that, honestly. The rare moments uh, is not uh, the problem right now. Yeah, the problem, agreed. like you said, the 60Ks, the 40Ks, the 35Ks, 
And now that crafting challenge is what? About a grand, maybe a little bit higher to complete. Not to mention the amount of top shot score points that you are sacrificing to get yourself that new John Morant reward. Granted, I don't think we have a point tally of what that new reward is going to be, but you're just kind of sacrificing a lot and you're burning rare moments when we should be just burning all commons, at least from the jump. But like AG said, we're going to see this obviously moving forward. We're going to see a lot more crafting challenges come out. So hopefully they will have plenty of challenges to where we're just burning all 60K dirt moments and helping us get back and at least steer the ship in somewhat of a better direction here. Agreed. I I think that there's many um, elements to this that I think they're trying to figure out. First of all, though, they did mention a while back when the Throwdowns pack was released that there was going to be a crafting challenge. So I think their hands were kind of tied in that regard. We're like, this is the first crafting challenge, and lo and behold, it was. Um, But but to your point, maybe they could have done, you know, you have to include a whole bunch of 60K John Morants or something like that. But um, I think it's something also where they're trying to figure out the gamification of it. Because if it was just a bunch of 60Ks, then... I feel like everyone would just do it right off the bat. Whereas yeah, of course. if you have to burn rares, now you're t- doing the math in your head. You're looking at how many people are completing. But I, I do completely agree with you that we need something where people have an incentive to get rid of all this massive oversupply that unfortunately they released into the marketplace. And one idea I really liked actually that I saw on Twitter was if they could somehow give back in Dapper or in Flow, and you just burn as much as you want. And it's like, however many 60Ks you burn, you get like $3 or or 40Ks or whatever the case may be. They put like a dollar amount, and you could just burn to your heart's content and get that Dapper back. And I feel like that would be huge. If it was non-withdrawable Dapper where you have to go spend it back in the marketplace again, think about how amazing that would be. That would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't want to just see all these 60K crafting challenges either. That's not what I'm saying. You know, I mean, they already they know they screwed up with that. There's really, in my opinion, there's no bringing those back to value at all. You know, I mean, they did what they did. They jumped the gun too hard on the 60K moments. And I think we just going to all kind of have to live with that. And hopefully going forward, like you said, maybe they introduce some new burning mechanisms as well you know, some new incentives as well to, to get some of these moments just out of circulation. Cause I mean, that, that's just what they need to do in general. We need to just start getting some of these moments out of circulation here and, you know, giving some people a chance to hopefully get, see some moments, come back to life a little bit, you know, see some more value coming back onto the site. Yeah. Anything. We just need some sort of oxygen pumping in this marketplace, <laughs> but I know we don't have too much time today. So, of course, the big topic that I wanted to get into with you is the NBA Finals. Mm. You're a well. you're a you're a Celtics fan. Got a little feud here. So here we Wait, go. What is, huh? what is Cole though? Cole's a Panthers fan and a Hornets fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know a little bit of an odd combo. I've yeah. never been to North Carolina either, so it makes what it even a weirder. Loser. <laughs> so hold on. Can I'm we just, just can we just can we just like, understand that real quick, Cole? Why are you in California, but you're rooting for the Hornets? Yes, that is correct. So I've been a Panthers fan. So I'm 22 years old right now. So I've been a Panthers fan since I was about nine years old. And then I never had an NBA team. And then when I was about 14 or 15 years old, I started poking around the NBA because I was just kind of a casual fan. You know, I check in on the playoffs every now and again, but I didn't have my own team. So I was like, you know what? Let's go look around at some teams. Let's watch some games. And then I stumbled onto the Hornets or I 
yeah, first year back as the Hornets at that point, the 2014-15 season. And I figured, hey, I'm already a Carolina Panthers fan. Kind of makes sense in some sort of way to, to follow the Hornets. So here we are, still a he, Hornets fan. He is all, he's all over the board. He's a, a Panthers Hornets fan. He's yeah. a uh, Coyotes NHL fan. And then he's yeah. an Oakland A's baseball fan. Well, born into an A's family, as yeah. we both were, and then lived in Arizona for 10 years. So that's where the Coyotes comes from. And then the Panthers and Hornets, I was just, it just happened. No real rhyme or reason for it. Okay, well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. I had to understand that first. <laughs> um, but yeah, so AG, the this is this is really a, a testy series, I must say. And Steph Curry played his his heart out last game. Um, he was playing like he was on God mode or something. He had the cheat code that he put in at the at the screen, the up down left right, up down A B start. Yeah, and he was hitting everything, and he, he was playing like a like the best player in the league last last or whenever it was two nights ago. Um, I don't know. The Celtics are incredibly hot and cold. I can, you can't really put your finger on them. They they haven't lost back to back games in this entire playoffs. Uh, at the same time, the Warriors didn't lose anything at home until the Celtics beat them. Although right. I feel like they had kind of a cakewalk to the finals. Um, but yeah, as a Celtics fan, the way I started the series was I said Celtics in seven, which would mean winning on the Warriors court. Um, and I mean, it's I, the best I, of three right now. It's a best of three, and the and the Warriors have home court advantage. So that's a right. bit of a scary idea. Uh, so do you think it goes seven? Oh, the Celtics' last two series went seven. Uh, every time it seems like the the feng shui of the as a Celtics fan is that they just tear your heart out and then put it back in to win in seven. So I think it. I think I'm just going to stick by my prediction and say Celtics in seven. Yeah, uh, I I was I was with you on that. And in, in the beginning of the series, I was talking to a lot of my friends, and I said uh, Warriors in seven. Uh, I'm super Shocker. surprised that you that you have Celtics. I mean, I can't believe, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a, what a grind of a series. I mean, this is, first off, this is an awesome NBA final so far. I mean, so entertaining. Um, honestly, just a great NBA playoffs in general. I mean, there's, there, there were some blowouts, you know, in some of these series. But, yeah, but I think I think it's been pretty entertaining from my perspective. I mean, the Celtics, honestly, man, they kind of remind me of t- the 2015, 2016 kind of Warriors when they were finding – first kind of starting to make their runs um tatum and and brown great players i think they got a big bright future ahead i mean robert williams the third that guy a player like that just we can't play centers worth crap so you know anyone that's gonna put put up on the boards like him is gonna be a troublemaker for the warriors I don't know how you're feeling about your bench, but uh, I basically just want to strangle Derek White. I tell you that. <laughs> I and mean, that guy is just – talk about losing me money on DraftKings. My God, that guy just <laughs> continues to be a pest and continues to burn me. He's having a series of, of maybe his career. I, I don't oh, know. Oh, absolutely he is. You know? Absolutely he is. I mean, he is. He's a, he's a really um, – he's a great, gritty defensive player, as many of the Celtics are. Similar to Draymond Green without being a terrible person. Um, <laughs> so, the, yeah, like I, I – Derek White was an incredible pickup. The, like the, the culture of the Celtics is just hard-nosed defense, and they have a lot of size. I mean, um, yeah, Al I don't know, Orford man. too. I mean, he, he's been rejuvenated, completely different player. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why the last couple of the past two years. Yeah. 
that's why the Celtics are probably one of the hardest matchups for the Warriors because the Warriors can be a very high turnover team, as we've all seen. Uh, they can be very sloppy with the ball at times, and they've been that way for the last six years. They're just, they just play, play at such a, a fast pace, yeah, such a high octane level that it's just going to happen. And and the Celtics have been making them pay, no doubt about it. So, where do you uh, where do you watch the games at? Are you a guy that watches these games at home and and, and pacing around the house, or are you out <laughs> you out at the bars with the fans? What what do you do? Well, considering I'm in Portugal, um, the, yeah. the, game, the games start at <laughs> two in the morning. So oh, as, as much as I'd love to watch these games live, um, basically what I do is I shut off my phone notifications, my, my computer notifications. And then in the morning while I eat those uh, cinnamon toast crunches in the bowl, <laughs> I've got the game on. And I, I got my kid next to me and he's like memorized some of the players now. He's four years old. And uh, we we root for the Celtics. Although if the Warriors start winning, he starts rooting for the Warriors. He's a total bandwagon fan. Oh um, man, <laughs> you got you got to get that fixed um, uh, asap. <laughs> oh, I know. I tried to explain to him. I'm like, no, we root for the Celtics. It doesn't matter if the Warriors start winning. He's like, I want to root for the team that's winning. Like, oh, jeez, what am I gonna do here? Is um, he a Lamelo Ball fan? Uh, maybe get him onto the Hornets uh, bandwagon here before it starts. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll have to introduce him to the Hornets. Um, but yeah, that's me in my kitchen just hooting and hollering. Is like you know, there's been some. The last game was just a total letdown. I mean, I felt like the Celtics just let that slip through their hands. Yeah. Um, they just started reverting back to really poor play because that's what the Celtics were in the beginning of the season. A lot of people were complaining about the way that they were playing. It was a lot of ISO ball. There's a lot of, you know, there wasn't a good identity on the team, especially on offense. And that's what it kind of reverted to in the last game, which was tough to watch. You know, if you watch uh, both of these teams have had their streaks, right, where it's a seven nothing run. It's a 10 nothing run in in one of these quarters. And yeah. it's kind of that back and forth a little bit of, of what it's kind of been. And it seems like it's just who's going to kind of go on that streak at the right time and who's going to kind of finish it with, with some tight, tight defense is, is what it looks like to me in, in some of these finals. I am, I love it though. Um, it, it, it's, it's great for the NBA. If this goes seven, it's great for all the local businesses if, in bars, restaurants, if this goes seven. So, you know, uh, as any casual fan and, and just for just as me as a diehard Warriors fan, I, I would love to see it go seven as much as I'd love to see the Warriors, you know, win in six, I want to, I, I want to be sweating, you know, and that, that's what I love about sports. I love me a good sweat. I love, I love that thrill of, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. You know? Yeah. And what about you guys? Are you watching it in, in your bedrooms, in your bars? Where are you watching it? <laughs> so uh, it just depends, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard to turn up at, uh, depending on what day it is, you know, tomorrow's, tomorrow's games on a Monday night as much as I would love to drag myself out to the bars on a Monday night, I'll probably just have some friends over and watch it, watch it here at the house. But on Friday, um, I went out to one of the local sports bars here in downtown. Um, luckily I can walk to it. So, uh, I'm a big fan of going out and watching it at a bar, just being in that atmosphere. Um, it's just kind of, you know, nothing like it of just being around other people and everyone's excited hooting and hollering and, you know, being able to boost Celtics fans in person is pretty, uh, pretty awesome. You know, it's pretty sweet, but, uh, it, you know, it, it's great. I had, I had one too, one too many drinks. That's the problem with going out to the bar sometimes is 
you go out there, you rack up a big tab. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was paying the price yesterday for sure. I mean, we did our live stream yesterday. We did it at five o'clock. I was still hung over. So, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, was stumbling onto the live stream going, oh, God, dude, I, yeah. I guess we got this stream going here. We got to get on here pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I if you want to have the uh, the me be the tiebreaker here, Tandy, I'm going for the Celtics in this series. I just want to see something new. Like, we've seen the Warriors. They've got their three titles. I don't want to see the same crap. Like, it's boring to me. I want to see a new team that hasn't done it. I mean, obviously, the Celtics as a franchise have done it, but not this team in particular. Right. I want to see them pull it off. I want to see Tatum and Brown and all those guys get their first chip, so – yeah, I'm I agree. agree, guys. I agree. I'm actually a I'm actually a really big Jason Tatum fan. Um, honestly, um, he, he yeah, he's been one of my just if I if I could like collect somebody on NBA Top Shot, I've actually have a few few series one moments of his. Uh, I haven't collected too much of him after that, but what a stud! Honestly, I mean, he's got such a great future ahead of him, and I mean. I think I think you'll be seeing the Celtics, you know, making these runs hopefully for at least the next few years. And, you know, I think you guys probably got to put a few more pieces on the bench to kind of get that rolling. But man, what an incredible player, honestly. I mean, he could he could put the team on the back. So can yeah, I, I mean, he, the Celtics in a gently used Mason Plumley for Jason Tatum straight up? Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, Andre, was I really? You think I was really hurt? I, uh, you could tell yesterday I was hurting that bad. Oh man. Oh boy. Must have been it, pretty bad then. Yeah. I feel like you can probably play it off normally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually, I, I feel it was like, like I the can, Michael but... Jordan flu game. Mm. Oh man. Just the gutted AG it out. Hungover stream. Yeah. Go down in the legendary. No, it wasn't um, that bad. <laughs> um, so, AG, how, mu- how much, how many more minutes do you have? Uh, I probably got a solid five, six, seven minutes or so. Okay. Yeah. So, we talked finals. We talked crafting. One thing about the crafting, actually, is that it's player specific, which is kind of strange, which is the rewards mm. are kind of like the all star game moments, actually. Right. So, that is another a bit of a red flag I'd say, which is that you're going to get that John Morant and it's purely like the value is almost purely based as the bottleneck, I guess. So the bottleneck of the set once, once sets matter again, because right now they don't. And then, um, and it'll probably have some flash utility and stuff like that, I would think. But, but yeah, it's a, you won't be able to use it as a Grizzlies moment. Just out of curiosity, uh, were you able to snag one of those magic Johnson packs last week? I was not. I did line up. I wasn't even sure if I wanted to line up. But yeah, I did. I, I did line up. Did you guys line up? Uh, I, yeah. I did not qualify for the priority, but obviously no collect or no top shot score. Ooh, there's a dollar for the uh, collector score jar. I uh, qualified for the general queue, of course. Put my hat in the ring. Had about thirteen thousand in front of me. So once I saw that number, I went, "All right, let's get on with the day," and uh, yeah, immediately yeah. logged out. I was about there. I was I was in the queue, uh, nowhere even near uh, sniffing a Magic Johnson moment. And li- like you, I mean, because we 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 did like a kind of a pack notes video. We were definitely skeptical ourselves. It just this day and age, you just don't know how people are going to value uh, certain moments on this site. So uh, I was I've been kind of tracking those moments. It looks like the uh, one of the floors is like a, about 310 bucks somewhere around there. I think it is. So, I mean, at this point, I'm looking yeah, at them right now. Yeah. You're kind of losing money a little bit on one of those, but all the other moments, I mean, if you pulled any of these other moments, you're, you're, you're pulling a profit right now. So 
that's that's at least good to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's 308. The second one is 505. And then if you get the legendaries, you're feeling good. It's a 2,200 yeah. and an 8,750. Yeah. yeah. So that I, I, that I, wasn't it going for like one went for like 10,000, right? Like one of those legendaries moments sold for like 10k, I think, or something. His rookie like one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it, it maybe one of the top sales or something like that. But yeah, just hey, just cool to see. Honestly, just to see a player like Magic Johnson on NBA Top Shot. I mean. I personally think it's really cool. I just said, I think it opens the door for, you know, other players, you know I mean? I, who knows if we ever see Michael, who knows if we ever see Kobe on this, but to see a player like magic Johnson and I think it's just awesome. Yeah. It just opens the door. I mean, who's next? We got all sorts right. of possibilities now. Right. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, it, I liked also that it's very limited. I mean, of course, there's always – I've got that PTSD of, like, the Dirk Nowitzki and the run it back chats when they're oh, like, oh, man. if you if you think there's only going to be one Dirk Nowitzki to tell the story of the NBA, you're tripping. Right. And, and it's like, well, if that's the if that's the case, then why would there, are there only going to be four Magic Johnson moments? Um, so that is definitely a bit of a concern. It would be great to get a little bit of clarity on that. Um, yeah. But – it, you can kind of understand both sides, though, because if this is supposed to be about collecting your favorite players, then why would they want to gate you at four hundred or three hundred dollars if you like Magic Johnson? Right. 100%. right? Yeah, hundred percent. I I think that's just kind of the problem that a lot of us collectors have had is just the price point. And mean, and we can go on with NFL all day. I think uh, there's a bunch of us, if not all of us, who have problems with the price of those packs compared to where that marketplace is just continuing to hammer us on $49 packs seems freaking ridiculous to me. Yeah, Pretty uh, outrageous when most of these packs you're pulling, you're lucky to get 15 bucks out of. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, what, what do you think about that price point of the magic Johnson pack? Well, based, I basically built my, my thoughts on the price point by reading what other people said, like the smart, the, the, the number crunchers, like John boy beats and stuff like that. Mm. So he was basically saying that it was plus EV obviously. And that, um, you may lose a little bit on the most of the least rare moment, but yeah. you know, but it was worth worth the gamble. So I, I would have loved, obviously if it was cheaper. I mean, yeah. I also would have loved if there were some, a trade ticket option, because now we're just amassing all these trade tickets and we need to use those for something. I like, can't just yeah. have them sitting right. in our accounts. Uh, so that was what I felt. My, my biggest reaction actually was there were four packs announced around that t- time and, it, and there were no trade ticket options. And that sort of definitely rubbed me the wrong way. Um, yeah, it was kind of head scratching. To have that many pack drops and not have a single one be eligible for trade tickets was kind of odd. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know that they're going to do it for the next, I think, legendary and rare drop or something like that. Because they said that ahead of time. Um, but yeah, I, it, it just supply is the name of the game right now. And if we can just address supply at every corner, then you're going to build back confidence. And if you're going to not, and you're going to only address it this time and not the next time. Right. You're just going to create people speculating and imagining the worst. Yeah. And, you know, it's, just, it's kind of creating their own FUD a little bit, you know, just in general. But, hey, man, I, like, like I alluded to, 
hard to get everything right, hard to make everything happy. It's easy for us to sit here and speculate, but when you're making and you're sitting at that round table, you know, how many people are sitting at that table is what I want to know. How many people are making these decisions on that dapper team? You know, is I mean, of course I'm sure Roham's got the final say on it all, but I've been, you know, I've owned businesses with just people with with five team members right with me and four other guys and getting four other guys to agree getting five people to agree on something it's freaking hard you know so it you know i i try to take a step back at some point and and put myself into you know business owner shoes having been a business owner myself and just try to think about how hard it is to actually make some of these decisions uh with a team because everyone's got i'm sure everyone's got their own opinion People got their own business philosophies. Certain guys think that this is what NBA top shots should do. Certain guys think this is what they should do. And, you know, at some point you got to agree on something and, you know, they're not going to always get it right. But I do agree with you. Supply, man, that's the, that's the number one thing that needs to be addressed and hopefully they can address it in the right way. Yeah. And I I would say that the difference between running like a, a business, the typical business and the difference between running this web three business is that you literally have your customers shouting at you yeah. on Twitter. Oh my God. Which is a bad thing, but it's also a good thing in terms of, okay, I know what my most passionate buyers are concerned about. So it's yeah. not like you and four other guys are just trying to figure it out between you all. It's like, we also have this massive wave of people oh, that yeah. are telling us what they hate, what they love whatever well that's what cole always say if, if you want cheap entertainment just step into the discord channel and uh <laughs> you're gonna get yourself some cheap entertainment one of like the first one of one of the early videos we did was this video with this little video called discord blunders and we just like would take we just go into the discord <laughs> and we take screenshots yeah we blurred uh, out the usernames of course yeah but we just take screenshots of just these guys getting you know ultra pissed off or an argument or people right. trying to you know pump up a you know, yeah, a, there was a, an organized pumping, yeah. pumping, dumping there by yeah. multiple people. People saying when we're in like series five and there's a hundred K Mason Plumleys, they're going to buy them all and list them for a hundred bucks. It was yeah, pretty <laughs> nasty stuff going on in there during yeah. those times. Oh man. I don't know hey, how that turned out, but Tandy, I'm going to have to uh, jump out of here. I got to go pick the uh, future wife up at the airport. It was her uh, bachelorette party this weekend. So, I got to go uh, take care of some business, but what a pleasure it was being on with you. I uh, would love yes, to do this. Thank at, you. Thank oh, yeah, you. I would love to do this again sometime. We got to um, do it on our channel though. Next time. Yeah. I'm game. Yeah. Got to do friendly hours and I'm there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what time is it for you right now? <laughs> it's, it's almost 10 PM. Okay. Okay. All right. So kids in bed right now, you're on the show. You're enjoying yourself. A little exactly. Sunday, little Sunday evening stream here. Just talking top shot with the with the internet friends. That's yeah, all. Yeah, <laughs> love it, man. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, also, want to appreciate all those guys out there uh, in the comments section. Um, I definitely recognize some of you. Definitely don't re- recognize some of you, but been loving the comments over here. Have mad respect for all you guys watching this. So, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend out there. Yeah, awesome. One well, last thing guys. I'll say: if there's ahead, any Cole. rare moment fam watching this right now. Let's get Tandy to a thousand subs, please. Checked right before we got on. He's at nine ninety seven. Can we get three more, please? Before this <laughs> Let's get him up over? there, boys. You might have already got there. I don't know, but we need him to I, get one K. First one K is always the hardest. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining. And um, until the next time. Cheers. See ya. Later. All right. Well, we'll we'll let them go pick up their significant others at airports and such. Um, And we'll, we'll hang out a little longer, though. So let's hit that sheet drop for... Our boy here. Let's see, where is it? Here we go. She, 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 she. Um, so anyways, guys, what else should we talk about here? Uh, there was some drama on Twitter. I don't know if it's really worth getting too deep into it, but the other AG, the AG that's been on our show before as well, he likes to, he enjoys causing the stir on uh, on Twitter quite a bit calling out NBA Top Shot fans and, and staff all the same. And so there was a tweet where Luke L. Dumbo, who is the – he works in the marketing community manager type of thing. I actually don't know what his official title is. But he, he said something about not being a basketball fan before working for NBA Top Shot. Well, this is actually when he was a collector. He wasn't a basketball fan at all. He, he bought a pack and he kind of got it after he bought the pack. And obviously then he got hired by Dapper Labs. And now he does the work that he does managing these different communities and so on and so forth. Um, and some people on Twitter were, were upset about this. And AG called him out and thought like, oh, this is a reason why um, NBA Top Shot is not reaching its full potential. And and there were several people that did agree. I mean, here's Stan Loves. He also agreed with AG. Um, Ryan, on the other hand, doesn't quite uh, agree with AG. And again, this is not the AG that was just on the stream. That's Aaron of the Rare Moment. They both use this, the, the name AG. Um, the other AG is also Aaron. Maybe they're both Aaron. I, I don't remember. But anyhow, my thoughts are this. If you think about it, El Dumbo is on a team with some very diehard NBA fans, right? And they all are on Slack all the time. And any decision that gets made, I can guarantee you there is a Slack conversation going on. And it's involving people like Jacob who can tell you how many assists John Starks had in 1992, uh, game five of the regular season. So you have these NBA savants like... Jacob, like Austin, and those are probably your two biggest NBA savants on the NBA Top Shot team. Roham is not an NBA savant. You know, like the guy who built this whole thing, Roham and Allen, they are not, as far as I know, NBA savants whatsoever. And that didn't matter. The the whole, if you think back to all this, if you think back to the origin of NBA Top Shot, Roham built a blockchain to handle a whole lot of transactions at once without gas because you had CryptoKitties that was running on Ethereum that wasn't working. So, so Jeb tell is, is saying, although I don't know if this is sarcasm, but Jeb is saying Alan is a huge NBA guy. I, Jeb, I need the slash S if that's a sarcastic comment or not. Um, and no, we are not going by Jacob's basketball skills. I don't, I didn't know that he had a bad looking shot. Uh, and again, Ryan, this is this is a, a key point here. Is like Luke is not in charge of the NBA related stuff for Dapper Labs. He is in charge of coming up with marketing ideas and dealing with those marketing programs that he has created, including managing Discord, which he did, which seems like it's not a big deal, but I think it is because of the sheer size 
and all everything that goes on on that Discord and avoiding hackers and whatever else like that that all came from his corner of the office let's say and the the money to the to the team captains and to the nine lives lounge that was a dumbo idea i know that the pack giveaways that pretty much gets run by dumbo alone and so i think like if you think about it that's already quite a lot that dumbo is doing and so whether or not he is a big nba fan i don't think really makes that much of a difference when you think about what he is in charge of. So I think we got to think about what, like who on the team needs to really understand that NBA culture deeply and have these really wonderful takes as a true NBA fan. And the stuff that Dumbo does just doesn't need that. And he has his basketball nerds on Slack when he needs that. And so for that reason, I don't really think, I thought it was a bit of an overreaction. And I also think that if this market was even just going side to side, then no one would give a shit. This would be nothing news. But because the market is bleeding, and what's funny is now it's not bleeding as badly as everything else is bleeding. But because, because if the market was just going side to side or if it was going up like it did way back when, nobody would care at all. And because it's not people have to find things to get upset about. And I think that's what's going on here. Um, so I think McScrewdriver's got the same opinion as me. Doesn't really need to be an NBA fan. He doesn't actually make any important decisions for Top Shot. Most just runs the Discord. Well, I do know that he does stuff on the marketing side of things, like the team captain stuff. So apparently he is, at a, uh, Alan is an NBA fan. Um, Savant or is, is John Boy Beats one of those? Yeah, I would say John Boy Beats is more mathematician than Savant. Um, <laughs> Luke said that MJ was great in Creed. So yeah, I mean, sure, we can make fun of people on Dapper Labs for not knowing everything about the NBA. But at the end of the day, in terms of the health of NBA Top Shot, in terms of Top Shot succeeding, I think that Luke does more good than harm. Um, and I think that's just my my two cents on that topic. I think people just, you know, everything is doing so shitty right now and people need something to talk about and need someone to point a finger at. So I'm sure there's some things that Luke could do better. I don't, you know, I'm sure people who have a critical take on Luke would probably share some of those things, but in general, I think getting angry at Luke, um, it's more that we're angry that the marketplace isn't doing so hot and we want the supply to be better. And that's not Luke. So that's my take on that one. Um, so yeah, I mean, things like muting and banning, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't have much to say about that. I'm not in those discord channels, but again, that's like a different issue though. Like that, it would definitely be annoying to someone who's getting banned and muted, but is that necessary to the upward trajectory of top shot? I would say no. When beta prices, I don't know, chef Prez. I would love to have beta prices again. Andre thinks Luke's doing a good job. Mick Beeman has given me an emoji of a pie. And Stan Loves is not a fan of these pies. Because that's the thing, though, Stan. Like, he does do a shitload of work for the community. Like, I agree that he's also doing his work with the pies. But it's not to say that he's not putting in a ton of work for the community. Could he be doing more if he wasn't doing any work for the pies? Definitely possible. But... 
strictly sports feels like the majority of the top shot team isn't into basketball. Never was. Didn't they come? Exactly. That was my point is that the flow blockchain was created for the crypto kitty space as a reaction to the high Ethereum transaction fees. And that's why, you know, that's where it comes from. So you can see that it wasn't coming from a bunch of NBA nerds. So we got Mike in the back here in the green room. He's walking around on a beautiful day wearing his Patriots gear. Looks like a nice cloudy day in San Francisco. What's going on? What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Are you you getting some of those uh, Solana step-in pyramid scheme steps in? (laughs) Ah, whoa. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So basically, every Sunday I take a walk um, in Tiburon, which is like about 20 minutes from where I live in San Francisco. It's in Marin County. Um, there's like this amazing bike path that takes you along the water. It's incredible. So I do it every Sunday. You know, it gets me my 10,000 steps. Nice. So I, I saw you sent the link and I was like, I, I didn't even check Twitter. So I was just like, okay, well, I'll hop on. Why not? Do a yeah, little not? grip walk around. Why not? Um, so we have an interesting comment here. So let's see it. This is still no pickles, bubble base. And the comment is, cheers to the breezes that blow through the treeses, that lifts their skirt above their kneeses, that shows us the spot that gets us hot, that teases, pleases, and causes diseases. Oh my God, what a snatch. (laughs) Down the mother frickin' hatch. All right, well, thank you, Still No Pickles Bubbles. I appreciate that. Definitely... uh, Definitely a strong addition to this conversation, I've got to say. What, what a member of the community. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, community. Yeah, I guess he deserves a little community video here because we love the Absolutely. community. We love the community. So, yeah, we're doing our little step in pyramid scheme walk. Why don't, why don't you show us the view, Mike? Give us the little, I don't know, does it let you do that? Uh, in StreamYard, it's kind of weird. Give me another 10 minutes. I'm going to be by the water in about 10 minutes. So I'm sure we'll get there. But right right now, I'm I'm just on like a bike path. So it's not that interesting. All right. That's fine. The sky sky looks nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, Tiburon is one of the most beautiful places in the world. It just happens to be insanely overpriced. The the median house price in Tiburon is like 3 million. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so I guess you got to start robbing people out there. Apparently, or, or, or maybe, you know, get with a, a tech startup, start getting some uh, shares, whatever, whatever we got to do. Yeah, absolutely. Figure it out. So whether it's pre-IPO or not, you know, we'll figure it out. Anyway, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we, we covered some things while that, while you were in the, in the chat there, we talked about crafting. We talked about a little about the finals, AG's rooting for the Warriors, that dirty scoundrel. Yeah, what an asshole. What an asshole. Should have just booted him right then and there. Um, (laughs) I think Mike is losing. That tree is causing some interference for Mike. So at least he looks happy. Look how happy Mike looks. Um, I am. I am. Yeah. Um, All right. So do you have any thoughts on – I suppose do you have any thoughts on – the supply is always the issue here. Crafting is to address supply. You said that you had a hard disagree, actually, when AG or Cole said something about um, that they yes. wish that it didn't, wasn't a rare, a rare challenge. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think there's multiple reasons why they did a rare challenge. Said this in the comments, but basically, like, on one hand, they had already previously committed for Ja, Throwdown 3 to be the moment, right? So that's the first part of it. So you knew that rares are going to be a moment. We all, it was also very clear that if it was, if it was largely going to be S2 rares or S3, it was going to be S2 rares, which have a massive supply of money. So, super <clears throat> Um And, you know, mechanically, what they really wanted was a small volume here, right? We didn't want them to roll out a mechanic for 60Ks and not have it work. You know, yeah. like if they think about the, just the bad juju that we would be getting uh, from Twitter, basically. The top shot criticism lit, more or less. People would just be outraged as they tend to be. And it's like, on one hand, I understand why people want um, common moments to be burned, and they will be burned. There's going to be team challenges, there's going to be flash challenges. Um, and it's not that expensive, it's 800 bucks. If people want to take that risk, I'm fine with it. Um, I'm personally not doing it, even though I have most of the moment. Um, I think my cost to complete is a little less than half the, the total number right now. Um, but that's not to say that I don't love the Throwdown 3 jobs. Just I have other ways that I'm looking at either spending my cash. I'm I like that a little bit more. I know the jaw doctor's but Yeah, yeah. Some uh, so we're we're losing you a little bit that that Tiburon that Tiburon four G is not as strong as advertised. Uh but uh, I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm, I'm in a I'm in a Oh boy. Damn it. This is should we we're gonna run the technical difficulties video. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. I mean, if if the connection is too is too crappy, then you know that's just the case. That that's just it. But it is interesting to consider whether or not we think a crafted John Morant is going to be worth the. I suppose we would have to say the eight hundred dollars. You know, if it's going to be a low mint count, but I just don't know how much I trust. Um, and look how happy Mike is again. These are some really good screenshots of Mike. I and Mike's gone. Uh, but do we trust that a crafted John ja Morant is going to hold at an $800 ca uh, value? And that's the thing I'm not so sure about. But if you think about it, at least it's it's you have to be a true diehard to be crafting these moments. You know, it's not somebody multi-accounting. It's not somebody cracking one in a pack out of pure luck. It is... It is um, people who truly care and who truly are invested into this platform. So, yeah, I would think that th that we'll see a $1,000 minimum for this John Morant when it costs 800 The Top Shot community as a whole, I don't really trust. You know, it's undercut central. But if it's just going to be like 300 of your most devoted collectors or whatever the number is, 250, you've got you've to think that that's not going to get undercut to death. Um and it's a set bottleneck, exactly. So Mick, Mick, 
Mick is unsure. He thinks that he he did the challenge. He's unsure if it's going to be worth the amount that he paid for the moments that he burned. So I imagine your, I don't know what your price was, but total value somewhere in the eight hundred dollars. Um, strictly doesn't trust it. Magic rare has been a hundred less than pack. I agreed strictly, but remember that some of the people that ripped that pack were people's dogs, were people with a zero top shot score. That's the huge different ma difference maker here. And also, this is another true point. This is where the gamification gets interesting, is that these uh, burning challenges are going to make other rares and other moments more scarce. And in other words, we're going to see interesting gamification where you we're unsure if you're going to burn that rising star or if you should hold it because that value will go up. So that's definitely interesting. And Mick is saying it might not be the bottleneck. I'm not quite sure I understand that, Mick. What is the... I got to go look at what the challenge reward, the smallest cha challenge reward is of throwdowns. Um, I guess would we have to look at throwdowns series one? Let's see. Because oh, they're all 275. Is that what you're saying? I'm not quite sure, actually. Uh, here we go. Due to the fact that people are losing the ability to sell the rares for a loss post-challenge, it should hold the jaw higher than one. 1200 right agreed so westbrook is the is the current bottleneck apparently okay so that's the rare i see what you're saying that's the rare throwdown which is from series one worth currently 1250 and it's out of 150 that's the series one rare westbrook so good call on that airplane mode so i'm trying to see in the background here mike is still looking a little choppy in the back. So we could bring him on and then he'll be all choppy. Or I could just wait <laughs> until that looks a little less choppy in the background. Um, or maybe if he cut his video, would that would that change anything? I'm not even sure. I'm not sure. Um, but we could bring him on. Let's just let's try let's test our luck here. All right. I'm in a see. I'm in a better area. My bad guy. Okay, he's in a better um yeah, and we're right by the water now. So I'll show you, show you guys that in a second. But uh, yeah, my, my broad point on crafting is just the mechanics of it made more sense to do rares first. Um, you know, because the volume is high there, it makes a ton of sense in terms of, you know, high being relative, right? Like you, you want a lower overall volume in, in that it's less than the common, but you still need to get rid of a bunch of those S2 threads. Like no one needs you know, 1,800 uh, or 880 Doug McDermott, you know? Like, those are silly, ultimately. Um, Agreed. Which, Agreed. Which, by the way, like, when I checked uh, two, two nights ago, 40% of all burned moments included the Doug McDermott. So I'm curious now, what that's worth right them. now. Yeah. So the Doug McDermott... Well, not really. I mean, the, the throwdown Doug McDermott is worth $57. Yeah. I'm going to sit down here. Right, there um, you go. So we have another signal. Uh, by the way, this is what my view looks like. All right. Let's see it. Ooh, that's pretty. Yeah. Not bad. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Don't love my view here from, for me, but, you know, we'll make it work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is not necessarily the. Crispy 1080p that I'm used to, but it is what it is. No, um, it's, it's, it, it's good. It works. Candy, how did you feel about this magic drop? Well, the drop itself, 
I thought it was it was really unfortunate that that some of the issues happened because I think that the marketing of it was on a whole nother level. It was something that we had never seen before. There were articles on the athletic. There were um, ads on, I think, on other websites as well. There were the new pack art. There was the Magic Johnson spaces. There was the Magic Johnson autograph, which was brand new. So this was a massive marketing event in terms yes. of like on the top shot side of things, which is like, look at all this cool shit that we can do. Like when we align ourselves, look at all this really cool shit that we can do. And I thought that, that was really, that was awesome. And um, so the top shot score requirements and having a zero requirement, again, I think this was when there are misaligned um, ideas of what kind of user is going to enter Dapper and drop $400 on a pack of moments. Because I think right. that very few people are going to be reading about nfts who don't already know about nfts and are going to come to nba top shot and drop 400 dollars. very few and sure. so that that was that was what our, what felt wrong to me in the beginning i think that the leadership on the top shot side have very um what's the word like quixotic is that the word or don quixote it's like where they're very they're very hopeful that that oh this is going to attract a bunch of new users um, but I think at the end of the day, things like that are not that, that that's not like the honeypot for new users. I think the honeypot for new users is more in the areas of things that they already understand. So it's like, oh, IRL groups where you get a cool logo of your favorite team on merch and you get to hang out and go to bars and watch games live with everybody. And it only costs me 50 bucks. And all I got to do is buy these S3 moments like that makes sense. And that, to me, is like a honeypot event. Or, or even something like what Dandy's doing with using um, tickets as NFTs. Um, Dandy just announced this week that they had a whole bunch of different games where, you know, every fan who bought the ticket digitally, I believe, um, got emailed that they could get a free NFT for, for buying that ticket. Um, yeah. And that's an easy way to get people onto your site. They may not fully understand it, they may have to do, do a little research for a window here. Um, but at least they are introduced to it in a way that's natural. It's like, oh, I went to a game and I got this thing, right? Like, you may not capture 100% of those people. In fact, you may not capture, you know, 90%. But if you can get 10 or 5% from those promotions, you can do it. Agreed. And Dapper has already done it. They've already put out NFTs for teams individually. We've already seen that. They did it for the Hornets. They've done it for various NFL teams. Um, so we know that that's something they can do. We also know that they're doing it with uh, the, whatever it is, the Live Nation, where I think that exact thing is going to be happening, where people we don't can know those... that yet. Okay. Well, there's definitely. The Live Nation thing is, you know, Zakarian found some, some code that might have some Live Nation stuff. Um, but we, there hasn't been anything officially announced. The same way there hasn't been anything officially announced with the EPL as well. We, we feel pretty strongly that they're signing with Dapper based on the public news that we've gotten, but there hasn't been anything official on that front. But if they well, do, great. I mean, again, it's like a, again, that's just like a cool, it's like, okay, so we know that Dapper can attract any, basically anyone they want, which is awesome and good for Dapper, but really... For the, for the things that the diehard stands care about, that really doesn't affect us at all. Like the 
the the thing that like the the drum that we continually bang is what gets new users to be interested in this platform and how do we make this situation better for existing users on this platform and give them a reason to stick around and not sell off their moments because sets are thrown away in the dust or you know because sentiment is going poorly or whatever like that's the stuff that they that I feel it needs to be focused on and we talk about it all the time um, we have a couple of questions here so chef Prez is asking with this magic gifting situation will they bring back waiting a week to gift or take it away till they solve the issue I mean like I hope that that gifting doesn't become this delayed event again I, yeah. I think that there were a lot of ideas around this whole thing that happened and to me the most obvious like is this the problem that happened was a brand new user was gifted ten thousand dollars worth of hollows or whatever it was to get them into this queue um like that feels wrong as as a devoted top shot user we don't want right. to see that happen and yep. and the, an easy fix to that would just be like you can't give away ten thousand or whatever it was a hundred thousand top shot score in a go in one day. Like if you're gonna gift people moments, it, there has to be some kind of a cutoff, is what I would say. And if you plan on on gifting something that's worth more than let's say twenty thousand top shot score, then you have to. There has to be more of a process to it. And maybe that maybe maybe, maybe, that, maybe you delay it three days or a week or two weeks. Right. That way you're not you're not getting into any any of those issues. Now, look, people will still try to game the system. Of course. Um, you're just making it harder, right? Exactly. I think, I think that's Top Shot's goal with bots. That's their, that's their goal um, with any kind of fraud. Like, at, there's no way that you can eliminate all of it, but I think you can ultimately um, find ways to limit it in a way that makes sense, right? Exactly. And I think that's, and, and I think that's, that's the goal. One thing I will say about the magic thing that annoyed me, I've said this in a couple different places, so I apologize if I'm repeating this to anyone in the audience. But the thing that annoyed me about the magic stuff and that user in particular was not that it happened necessarily. Um, you know, if they had gotten a different serial, would we care as much? Probably not. Like, it kind of is what it is. That being said, we can find solutions for this use case. Secondly, and this is the more important thing, did you listen to the spaces? Not all of it, but I listened to some of it. I don't like committing to shit. Okay, well, I know, I know where you're, I know where you're going with this. I agree, and I think that that is one of the faults of someone like Janie being super open and super um, empathetic and like super conversational. Is that it comes across that everyone who throws any idea is like, all right, that that's we'll try that, and 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 I don't think that means they actually are going to try that, but I think it's just it comes across that way. Right. My, my take on that is, you know, I've, I've said this for a while. I think Dapper should be more Web 2 than Web 3 at times. Like, when it comes to PR and comms, be more Web 2. Period, point blank. Um, I think saying it's, it's just Web 3 is a fucking excuse. It is. It's an excuse for your mistakes. It's an excuse for rolling something out that wasn't, you know, fully set up or, or something like that. You know? Like, I'm not talking about specifically with magic. I'm just speaking broadly. Um, so, you know, that, that was my one key takeaway from that spaces was, you know, let's not commit to using higher TSS. Let's simply say, hey, 
appreciate your idea. We'll run it back to the team. And if we decide to use it, great. You know, but yep. we're, we're, it's something we're actively considering one way or another. You, you just need a PR response that makes sense so that people aren't feeling like you, you want them to feel heard. Zakarian said this the other day, and I, I agree with it. You want them to feel heard but not listened to. You know, if that makes sense. No, it makes uh, sense. You know, it, it, it's more just like, you know, from a company point of view, it's great to get a lot of ideas. Heck, we got a lot of great ideas from that forum that Dumbo had, you know, whatever it was, eight months ago, right? I'm yep. sure they got a lot of really good ideas out of that. Um, so taking community input is important, but I think committing the community input right away is a problem. I agree. And this is what Strictly 3 Sports is basically saying the same thing. It's like you don't want this massive company being led by whoever complains the loudest. And I agree with that. And I, and again, I don't, I don't think – I think it's just because if I had to like get all technical, I think that somebody like Janie is an empath. That's someone who wants to feel connected to other people. And, and when somebody is pouring out like really emotionally something that they feel about this platform, I think it's in her – like DNA basically to try to just connect and, and, you know, whereas someone like Jacob has learned the company line by now and he understands how to take any, any kind of criticism or anything and basically say, let me get back to you. Like, we'll, we'll bring that back he's, to the team. He's definitely more front facing. And look, we, we've talked about the comm stuff. I do think they need a PR person at some point. Um, and I know they're hiring for that. You know, Jamie said that a couple months ago. Um, so we know that that's a thing. We know that they have acknowledged that that's a thing. So we'll see. You know, yep, we'll I, see. I, I, I hope they do do it because I think having a front-facing PR person matters. Agreed. Agreed. So let's let's close out here by talking a little bit about the Celtics versus the Warriors. Um, yeah, man. That was a tough loss. What, how are you yeah. feeling right now? It, so the weirdest part, and I'm going to get a quick plug in here, um, was processing it all live with like whatever, 30, 40, 50 people watching me in the moment on Water Playback. Which, uh, Candy, I know you haven't been awake for those streams. You're going to love that platform. It's awesome. Um, it basically just allows you to stream a game with your community. So, oh, I know. I wish I could be there. I really do. It's, it's just, it's, I can't. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so much fun, though. Um, so there's an element of me like, I had buddies texting me on the side. Literally, I had 150 texts by the time I got to the game. Um, and it's weird to process it in real time. Like, normally you have some time to, like, think about it and then discuss it with your friends, whatever. I'm processing all these emotions as I'm watching the game, and, like, it was just frustrating. You know, I, they got sagged in the fourth, um, turned the ball over a little. They got good looks, ultimately. Um and, you know, Steph Curry went super cyan, you know, like, he went God mode. What, what do you want to say? Um, as you said earlier, put him in cheat code. Um, frankly, he couldn't drop 50. He got fouled like three times on a couple of those threes, both in the yeah. third and the fourth. Um, so, yeah, frustrating. I think Tatum's really hurt. Um, I think the shoulder is worse than people are making it out to me. Um, I know that um, – got to switch hands here because I'm – Holding it out. Um, but I think he has more than a stinger. That's the way the team is describing it. It is what it is. Um, I think that's the reason that his efficiency is down. Um, like, Andrew Williams is a, is a good defender. Williams is fine. You know, 
he's not the reason why Jason Tatum, a guy who's dropped 60 in a game, has dropped 50 something like five to seven times, um, and is the uh, youngest player since Kobe to score, I think, like 1,500 points in the playoffs, something like that. Like, this is on Tatum, ultimately. So, am I frustrated? Yes. Do I still feel confident we'll win? Yes. Am I worried it won't be six? Very possible. But, you know, you got to stick to your predictions. I, you know, they haven't lost back-to-back games. They don't seem to care if they're playing at home or on the road. Yep. Like, I don't I don't think it's – honestly, I don't think home, team, home advantage is that big when they go to Golden State. I just think that this team doesn't care. This is a bunch of road warriors. So, yep. so they've got to win two more. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so – you know, defensively, if you want to get the, like, the nuts and bolts of it, I do wonder what they're going to do with Steph. Are they going to blitz him? Um, but still has the Warriors to go four and five. I think that's a real consideration. Um, but the rest of it is kind of interesting. Like, I don't know what's happened to Draymond this series. He's been completely ineffective. Um, and then let's see what else. Um, give you guys a slightly better view here. There you there go. go. Look at that. Look at the fauna. Look at that. Yeah, right. So we'll do that. We'll do that. How about that? Um, yeah. I I don't know what's going to happen with the quote-unquote other guys. Hunter Porter played great for the Warriors. Um, well, I, I would also say that we're, game six play is a real thing. So when we go back to Boston, I, I assume Clay will play very, very well. Um, I think it is very funny that he, when he feels down, he watches Game Six play uh, on YouTube. Like that—that's what he does. He watches video of himself. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't, wouldn't that be what you do, Sandy? Do you go back? Like you feel down, you start watching your own show. Yeah, when I'm not feeling so hot, I just go look at the greatest hits of the stream. I just—I right? just feel right, much better. That's what you should do. You, you should edit up a great. Do you have a greatest hits yet? I don't, I mean, but I, I need to build one. <laughs> I, th- I think it would be better for the introduction, certainly, than the uh, we're coming on in five minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to – I'm going to neg you to death on that, that intro. I like the music, though. I honestly do. I like, I like just sitting back and listening to the music. So incorporate the music into your intro. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Maybe, maybe put some videos over the music or something like that. It's not a bad idea. Uh, um, quickly, just looking at the chat. Biggest question I have is what's going to be – oh, this is more TSM. Um, Candy watches the judge sleeping on the couch for motivation. <laughs> That's because when Judge did his 24-hour stream, I was – right before I went on, he was sleeping on his couch, and he just kept it going. He kept his stream going on his couch while he was sleeping. Impressive, man. Yeah, it isn't. You know what was most impressive is that there were like 15 people in the chat like the whole time while he was while he was sleeping. I mean, that shows you how much people love it. Yeah, I get it. It's it's a little weird. Oh, it's very. It's not. It's not a little weird. (laughs) It's 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 a lot of weird. (laughs) Yeah. Who who does like? I want to know who those people are. Yeah, they love they we, love we, this we, man. We need to put them on like a red flag list. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I'm sure at least one of them is on one of those lists for sure. One hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Sorry, Judge. 
we're, we're not maligning your fans, but we're maligning your fans. It is what it is. <laughs> Stan liked it. Stan be like, come on. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. Yeah, so, so what can I say, man? We talked about the crafting. How do you feel about the Celtics? You got my opinion. How do you feel? Man, it's like you can't form an opinion about this team. If you yeah. look, if you look at the greater, the grand scheme of things, as you were saying in the chat, the Celtics have the better team, and yeah. I, I think that is true. They have a better, they have a better defense, and they have a better team. I think the obviously the Warriors have the best player in the series, especially with Tatum injured some somewhat with this shoulder issue, but. You know, they should win the series. They are a stronger team. They have Robert Williams III just being an absolute menace. Um, but it's all the question of whether or not they're going to keep on reverting to the shitty ISO ISO basketball that they seem to do sometimes. And when they do, they lose those games. Or when they have one too many turnovers. Yep. You, you can't have those turnovers. Um, 110%. Right. Yeah, it's, it, to me, it's, it's less about the ISO stuff. Because the ISO stuff is, you know, the way Tatum and Brown play, right? Like, yes, I'd like for them to move the ball, but they actually are pretty efficient scorers in ISO. Um, it's just that Tatum's hurt, and he's not scoring in isolation the way that he normally does. Okay. That being said, the turnovers are the issue. Uh, they can't be, you know, having 18 and 19 turnovers a game. When they have 18 exactly. turnovers, they, they lose something like 90% of the game. I think, yep. they're less, I, I think the actual record is like 2 and 18. When they train the ball over, like right? So if they can so take like, care of the ball, then, mm-hmm. and if not, this is this is going to be ugly. If they can't take care of the ball, you can't give turnovers to the Warriors. I mean, Curry, Curry gets a second it, it, of daylight. Just, it's not just turnovers; it's live ball turnovers. Mm-hmm. You can't give them live. I don't mind throwing the ball out of bounds. It is what it is. You know, yeah. you have misplays. The Marcus Smart, like I'm trying to do a fancy pass, and the guys just stop there. And that turns into a three on the break is so unbelievably frustrating. Yeah. Marcus has done that at least a handful of times now in this series, where he gets caught in the air and makes a dumbass. Right. Like there's no other way to describe it. It's just a pass to no one. And like yep. Otto Porter picks it up, immediately goes to Steph, Steph replaces, shoots two to three and transition. You can't allow right. that. So frustrating, but it is what it is. So what are your what is your prediction then? Your final prediction. Uh, for for the next game, I should just say, what what is your prediction for game for game five? Uh, I think the Celtics take game five. Warriors probably take game six, and then Celtics take game seven on the road. You know, it, it, as Derek White said earlier in the postseason, uh, it wouldn't be us if it wasn't hard. But this is such an I, annoying I, thing. Like, why does it have to be hard? Why can't right. you just win the goddamn games you're supposed to win? I, I thought that was the, the, the funny slash cute part about what Tatum was saying. And Tatum's like, I promise you guys, we don't intend it to be this way. Yeah, of course. Which is like a very tacit acknowledgement that you guys are the better, better team. You're, you're very I, clearly saying that without having to say the word. I guess so. I don't know. The thing is, any any team with Steph Curry is is a threat, and they got to find some kind of – I mean, who can, you can't stop Steph Curry. Though. That's the thing. Like nope. he, so, you can only hope you contain him. Yeah, so you just got to limit turnovers. Just try to try to move the ball around. Try to, you know, if, if Tatum doesn't have it, 
in the fourth quarter, then give it to Jalen. I mean, I don't know. You got to figure something out here. Yeah, it's uh, not bad. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, going to go take it. Are you going to do a little like cold, what's it called, like the polar bear challenge? You're going to get in there? Oh, no. Um, I, I swam in those waters. It was cold as shit. I'm not, I'm not joking. I have to like it. Uh, but no, I'm I'm good. I'm good on that. Plus, I'm got like a full outfit on. Why would I do that? Yeah. Is it chilly? You're wearing like the long sleeves. Yeah, it's like 65, 60, which is cold. Okay. It's nice. It's nice. It's, it's, it's a nice cold. breezy wind. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like a nice day though. Nice and sunny. Oh, it's 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 a beautiful day. I'll probably stop by uh, Sam's Anchor Cafe, which is like a little like. One of the oldest restaurants in Marin. It's been around for about 100 years. Um, they just did a renovation about a year ago. Stopped by, grabbed beer over there. It actually nice. happens to be Clay Thompson's, one of his favorite restaurants. So maybe he'll be there. You guys can talk about yeah, you never the know. ocean. Yeah, talk about going on his boat to game, which is what he does. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, well, I guess I don't really have anything else, unless there's anything else you want to bring up. But I, I think I, I'll... Um... I'll probably call it a call it a stream in a minute here. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I uh, appreciate you having me on. I am sufficiently excited. I would tell the chat uh, if you have the opportunity um, to go follow Boards to Buckets if you haven't already. Uh, you can also follow me at Mike at Mike Weisberg. But we do have some uh, as I'm getting through some shadows here. Uh, we do have some pretty exciting guests for Game Five. I can't announce them publicly yet because we're finishing up with them. Uh, but we had Austin Ken on for game four. Got some uh, good alpha in the chat. That was fun. Um, and I will say this, Tandy. <clears throat> watching that... <clears throat> whoa, whoa. Sorry, guys. Um, watching that dude live, like, go through moments and try to figure out which ones are legendary. And he actually had the notebook with him. And he's just, like, writing down moments in game. So, like, Jalen Brown makes a crazy layup, and he goes, okay, give me five minutes. And he's just doing it. So, you're, like, watching the moment curation, at least the start of it, take place right then. And that was really cool. And Austin's just a hoop head, so, like, watching him talk through the game was great, too. Yeah, I wish, yeah, I, was- could, I, wish I could watch some, like, clips on replay, because I haven't been able to. Is that possible? Can you, like, clip some pieces? So, the only kind of not great part about watch playback is yes there are recordings um but the recordings so normally when you when you're streaming on the platform you can mute the game right so it's just you as the host your guest and then the chat right the the chat is feeling on the right hand side so what ends up happening is for the for the replays the audio for the through the broadcast, which is pretty not great. So um, I would, we're going to try to figure it out with watch playback to see if we can clip more stuff. Um, but we, it's a little frustrating right now. It's a very new platform. So um, but I would say, you know, watch us at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on, uh, it, the game's at 6 on Monday, right? Or not, yeah. 9 Eastern. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Watch us on watch playback in the boys to buckets. Uh, room over there it's great we really enjoy it love the audience participation it's been fantastic. yeah it does sound awesome 
I mean, by the time I'm in the States for a visit, it's going to be long past the NBA Finals. So it's going to have to be, I guess, WNBA watch playback. I'm not exactly thrilled for this idea, but I'll have to just uh, do some WNBA watch playback just to get an idea. Well, I will say, I will drop this little bit of alpha. Um, You know, we are looking at having playoff captain zone. um, And like our main... Like, we, we have a lot of cool concepts, but, you know, having playoff captains on, I think, would be really fun. Um, you know, if we can get the Celtics and Warriors captains, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, but, you know, having those kind of fan-led experiences is what we care about. Ultimately. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we, you know, it's not just with our community. You know, we're, we're trying to be as, as broad as possible here. Um, but we want um, the community to have a unique experience. Because you can, you can always just watch a game. If you want to watch your typical ESPN broadcast, you can do that. Um, watch playback gives people the ability to feel like they're watching a game with their friends, ultimately. And uh, be entertained. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, I, that's where we come from, um, broadly speaking. But yeah, the captain's thing is something we're looking at integrating fully onto the platform. We'll see. Yeah, I love the idea. So it's a nice, it's a nice thing that you guys are – are doing over there but anyways mike i'll let you go go enjoy the sunshine go enjoy that that beer i'm not i'm not sweating that much by the way rowdy it's fine it's it's a light sweat you know? he's impressed rowdy rowdy's impressed he's giving you a compliment i know i know i'm, I'm not a. this is a light walk I, I usually try to run this um just because it gives me a little oomph to start my uh afternoon but figured so i was talking with you guys running wouldn't really be a, a good idea Next time we'll do it running. That's a terrible idea. The <laughs> right, video's well. going to be awful. The audio is <laughs> not going to be great. I'm going to be out of breath. I won't be able to fully form thoughts. That's a terrible Yeah, concept. exactly. It'll be great. All right, no, Mike. No, well, I'll let you concept. go. I'll let you go. Enjoy, enjoy your day, and thanks for hopping on. Yeah, thanks, bud. Later. All right, bye. So there, that was Mike Weisberg gracing us with his presence on that beautiful Tiburon, California view. And I'm all out of I'm all out of thoughts and all out of ideas for now, guys. So we got the Celtics Warriors game on Monday evening. We've got I don't think anything is really happening on Top Shot for the next week. I mean, crafting is the big story right now. That's the big uh headline if you go to the website. It's all about crafting. So we got that. We got that all-access NBA draft thing, which I didn't talk about, but I really liked that that was a snapshot. It was not any kind of a raffle um, that you could enter into with Top Shot score or anything like that. It's all about snapshot. That is definitely the way forward. Reward people. So that's about it, guys. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed the rare moment, guys. I think that they're a fun couple of brothers, very entertaining and they put out a lot of good content on youtube so definitely check them out and weisberg of course you should know about him in boards to buckets because he tells you about it every chance he can so there's that so thank you guys thank you for hanging out collins where's the gabagool i don't know where the gabagool is but i don't think weisberg is italian so i'm not quite sure who you're asking that (laughs) anyway thank you all for hanging out tonight for me and we will talk again next week so that's it for me take care
Ecstatic Selectors.